uh, I think we, I mean, both sides never made it a secret. I always told everyone that I wanted to stay here. And um, like I said, I love this place. And um, David didn't make it a secret that they would like to sign me. So, um, yeah, for me, it was obviously you want to get it done as soon as possible. But um, I, th I was pretty confident the whole way that it's, it's going to get done eventually. And it did get done. Roman Yossi is a rich, rich, rich man today. Eight years, just over $9 million per season. That's the big news today. We got the trade deadline today. We got the Preds and the Blackhawks today. We got the NCAA image and likeness, you know, I guess the NCAA caving. We got that today. So we are locking and loaded today, Floyd Reese, GM. We're live at Pete and Terry's Tavern at Bridgestone Arena, where we always are before Preds game days. Good to have Dave back with us in the house as we are getting rocking and rolling. Good to see you, Dave. Floyd, what do we make of the massive Roman Yossi contract? And you know what I thought about when I saw it today? Full no movement, nine-plus million, making the third-highest-paid defenseman in the league, and an eight-year deal. And you know what I thought about when I was at the press conference today? I saw David, Peter, and Roman right there, and they were talking about how much they loved Roman Yossi. What's that? I was thinking about the story you told me of how you called Eddie George's agent and said, hey, take it easy on me. Because I feel like the Predators were in a similar situation with Yossi. They couldn't afford to let this guy leave, but they couldn't give him everything in the world. So they just stopped short of giving him everything in the world. But they came pretty doggone close for a team that never gives no movement clauses except for the goalie to give him a full no movement clause for eight years. Roman Yossi, contract extension. Floyd, what'd you think? I mean, it's a heck of a deal. Like you said, he's a rich, rich man. He ought to be excited. You know, I think the club's going to be excited. I think it's, uh, um, you know, it's probably a win-win. And if I was guessing, and I'm certainly not his agent or don't know anything about the negotiations, but the no-trade clause was one of the things that kind of got it over the hump. You know, without that, it probably would have been more than the nine-plus a year. But, uh, but it worked out. You know, I think uh, I think David's got to be thrilled. I think Yossi's got to be thrilled. So, I mean, it's a giant positive. So, a couple things. First off, I think the things that got to – I mean, Yossi probably on the open market is ten and a half to $11 million a year. And you got him at nine. So, that's a nice added value there for the Predators. It was reported that the deal is very front-loaded. Now, that doesn't mean anything to us because the AAV is, is nine, a little bit over nine all throughout. But it does matter to him because he gets the money up front. So I think that's probably another thing that put it over the top was the fact that it was incredibly front-loaded so that Roman's going to get a big check up front, and then you can invest your money however you want or do whatever you want with your money. But I'm going to guess Floyd players, generally speaking, always want their money up front. Oh, yeah. That's money in their pocket. They can take that money and they can buy or you know set up foundations or do whatever they want to do so instead of him getting nine million a year or a little over nine million a year you know maybe for the first year he's getting 20 or something and you know somebody comes in and writes you a check for 20 million bucks there's a, there's an awful lot you can do with that so i have a couple of thoughts number one i mean you look at the long core or the long-term core of the team I mean, they're all pretty much locked up. Forsberg signed a six-year deal a couple of years ago. Johansson signed an eight-year deal. Arvidsson signed a seven-year deal. Uh, Deshane signed a seven-year deal. Turris has five more years. 
Um, Ellis signed his deal. I mean, they pretty much all have signed their deals, which means this is the team. You know, the team that you see right now is the team, and there's not going to be a lot of additions. And I asked David about that, and he said, like, hey, this is the team. Now, the problem I have with that is you don't want to put yourself in a position to where you're like the guys you're playing tonight, the Blackhawks, and you get to a point to where you run right up to that window, and they won three cups through it. You haven't won any cups. So you don't want to be like Chicago where a couple years ago they had to give away assets in order to move bad contracts. So I am a little worried about that, the fact that maybe it's good to have all these guys locked up for a long time, but I'm worried about it in the sense of, man, you know, what if, what if there's a player out there you really want or maybe a guy on your team like Ekholm, who I think has three more years left, including this year, and you want to sign Ekholm because he's so much better than all these other guys at that point, but you can't sign him because you've got all these guys locked up. Like, that is, I think, the one concern that I have about every single guy that's a core member of this team getting a long, long contract. Well, yeah, there's that. And then, you know, I mean, the bottom line is, is it, is it good enough? You know, is this team good enough? And if it's good enough, like you said, you know, over the next, let's say, you stay together six years. Out of that six years, if you can win two or three cups, I mean, you're thrilled. You know, good move, worked out well, really smart. Um, you know, by the same token, if you just make the playoffs six years and you're out by the by the second series, then, you know, that's not what you you were hoping for. Still good. You're still going to have a really good team. Your record will look good and all that kind of stuff. But let's face it, everybody's in the business for the hardware. See, what I don't like about all these deals, and this is just me nitpicking here, because Yossi's deal, they had to do it. Like, today, I told Ryan, I, I said, I don't even know how much, like, of a talking point the Roman-Yossi contract is. It's not like they're getting a new player. And it's not like we didn't know they were going to have to do it. And it's not like we didn't know they were going to have to give him a bunch of money. And it's not like we didn't know that they were going to give him a no-movement clause. He's the best player on the team, and he's, he's the captain. I mean, you got to pay that guy. Like, there's no... It's like the Eddie George thing. Take it easy on me because you got me over a barrel and I got no leverage. I mean, that's where Yossi was. But, like, can a group really stay together for a decade? Like, when all is said and done with this, like the... the, Decade maybe a long time. So the cup run. (laughs) So, like, when the core was really formed. Like, let's say when Laviolette got here was when the core was formed. Because that's when, like, Ellis came up from the minors full-time. Ekholm came up from the minors full-time. You know, in that period, they trade off Seth Jones, they get Johansson. Um, you know, like Fisher and James Neal and, like, those guys leave. So let's just think about, so let's say the last five years have been the core of the team. So then after this Yossi deal is done, you know, that'll be 13 for him. And then after um, Ellis is done, that'll be 12 for him. And Johansson is done. That'll be 10 for him. And Forsberg's done. That'll be like 8 for him. And Arvidsson's done. And that'll be 9 for him. So, I mean, you're talking about all of these guys. Sissons has 7-year deal. Turris, 6. So, Sissons, it'll be 10. Like, that's a long time with the same guys. Right? Like, don't you want to open yourself up to be able to change a little bit and move here and there? Now, they can trade some of these guys because only Yossi and Duchesne have either a no-movement clause or a partial no-movement clause. 
But that's a lot of time with the same guys. And the hard part about Yossi and, and the Claws is that now that's, you know, fresh bait. Yeah, you're not going to not sign so, anybody without Yeah, him. I mean, anybody that is good that you're going to want to really sign, you're going to have to stick that clause in there from now on. But but you know what? That's the price of doing business. You may not like it, and and it may have killed David to do it, but as I put it, it's the price of doing business. You knew you were going to have to change, and now you'll have to change like you know a bunch of these other teams. And, and, and not everybody gets one, but it's not uncommon. You know, it's just there. So, um, but yeah, ten years is a long time for any group to be together, and and we're forgetting the most important guy, the goalie. Yep. Because what if all these guys? I mean, they are convinced that this group of guys is good enough to win the Stanley Cup. All the guys I just laid out, that that group is good enough to win the cup. Are they good enough to win the cup? I mean, they've gotten pretty close, but Mike Fisher's not here anymore. James Neal's not here anymore. Uh, P.K. Subban is not here anymore. I mean, there are some guys that were part of this thing that got you to the cup final, got you to the President's Trophy that aren't here anymore. And so that doesn't count for the goalie. And the goalie will not be here No, for, for that long. So that's the other element to this. You sign all these guys to all this money, the goalie leaves. Is the goalie the guy that's holding all of this together? And then all of a sudden you have a roster that's not good enough with a goalie who's not your goalie to get you over the top or, or near the top. This is the the quarterback versus the rest of the team discussion, you know. You get the rest of the team exactly where you want it or real close to where you want it, and your quarterback retires, your quarterback gets hurt, or your quarterback whatever. And so now you don't have quarterback. Where you get, so you go draft one. Now by the time he gets old enough that he can play and you really like him, well, now, you know, two-thirds of the – of the team you put together is retired, so you you never you never get them coordinated, and that's that's always the scary part, I think, in in a bunch of these deals. So let's open it up. I mean, I don't. It, it would be funny to say like, do you like the Yossi contract? Do you not like the Yossi contract? I, I don't have. I mean, to me, we knew it was going to get done. Oh yeah, it got I mean, done. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I don't. The idea of paying a guy who was making four million, nine million, I don't love. But that is, I mean, that's and just any other a, business. you got to pay the guy who And you it. were getting a great deal at four. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you say to yourself, hey, we had him for however long at four when he really should have been making seven or whatever the number is. And so now we got to pay him nine, and we got to pay him nine for eight years. And, and, that, and you still, you know, if you put it down, put pen to paper, and, and really calculate it out, you may actually be getting a deal on the thing. Who knows? But, but the bottom line is you got a guy that you really like that is really a good player, that's your captain, that is, that is a top-notch guy and a top-notch teammate, and, and you got all of that at a, at, a, at a number you can live with. That's all that matters. So the NFL trade deadline's going on today. The Titans make any news. We'll keep you updated. We'll get into what the Titans should do at the trade deadline. If they're going to do anything, that's coming up at 3 o'clock. So we've got all that. But let's take your phones. Your thoughts on the Roman Yossi contract extension, 615-737-1025 is the phone number, 615-737-1025, 615-737-1025. And coming up next, Roman Yossi brought something up that – I was a little surprised by. I shouldn't say I was surprised by, but it gives me an idea of what really the long-term future of the Predators is. 
And some may like it, some may not like it, some may not care. I don't know, but we'll get to that coming up next. 615-737-1025. Jared and the GM live from Bridgestone Arena, Pete and Terry's Tavern. It is ESPN 1025. The game be listening later today, by the way, for your chance to win a pair of tickets for the Nashville SC uh, playoff game at First Tennessee Park, the Eastern Conference semifinals against the Indy 11 this Saturday. Tickets are available now for purchase at NashvilleSC.com, so listen for your chance to win that today. Jared and the GM, it's ESPN 1025. The game. Now that it's done, how does this affect your long-term planning? Well, it, it clarifies where, where we are. I mean, again, knowing right now with a, as a team that's right near the cap and, a, um, and now a contract done with for Roman, we know what dollars we have and what we can do. And, um, you know, it will, it'll, it'll, create, it'll create some decisions uh, for us in, in terms of, of where we want to go, what we want to do. I mean, I, I can't. I don't want to be specific right now, but uh, my best word for you is just gives me clarity that uh, that was the most important signing that we had to make, and uh, now everything else uh, should fall in place. So that was David Poyle today saying it gives me clarity that he now has the Yossi deal done, and then everything else comes after that. I just put it up, Floyd, that I just found out. I mean, this is the core of your team right now, and I don't count Fabro in this, but you can if you want. And then everybody else is like on the outside. Yossi for nine more years. Ellis for eight, Sissons and Deshane for seven, Johansson for six, Turris and Arvidsson for five, Forsberg, Yarncroke, and Eckholm for three. So you've got essentially, I mean, to me, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys that are locked up at least for the next three years. And trust me, you know, in two years you're going to have to pay Philip Forsberg a buttload of money. My guess is Eckholm's up in three years. He ain't going to be, you're not going to be able to sign him past that when you get to that stage but Yossi talked about David Poyle talked about how he and his son Brian who is an assistant general manager one of like three assistant general managers they have how they sat down with Yossi in Arizona and that kind of piqued my interest so I asked Yossi what did he learn what did they talk about that he didn't already know when he sat down with Poyle and his son this is what Yossi said what was special about that conversation when they shared the plans that maybe you didn't already know? Well, I think it's just it's just good to sit together and, and talk about it because normally during negotiation it's mostly your agent talking to David or Brian and um, you're not really involved. So I think it was it was good for both sides just to see see both sides and uh, we had a really good chat. Um, um, we talked for a long time, so I think it just gave both sides a little bit more. More clarity. Do you really think both sides needed a more clarity? Roman Yossi has been here for forever. He's talked to those guys on a daily basis. What's the more clarity? Yeah, but they don't. They don't ever talk money. You know, they don't ever talk contracts. And I think what happens. This is what happens to a player. Is the only person he's talking to about his contract is his agent, and his agent, of course, is selling him. And so, you know, the whole time is, hey, the club hates you, and I'm working my butt off for you, and, you know, I've been doing this 24 hours a day for the last 10 years, and, you know, I'm trying to get you the best possible deal, and on and on and on. And when he has a chance to find I used to always love sitting down with players because, I, you know what, uh, two-thirds of the time, the things that their agent is asking for the players really don't give a hoot about, mm-hmm. and and the things that that 
you know, you're willing to give them that they don't seem like it's a big deal. You start talking to the player and it's, you know, wow, I really appreciate that you're doing this and this and this because that's really going to help. So it, I always thought it gave it a little bit of clarity, but uh, but I don't know. I don't know what they talked about, but I, I always wanted to be able to get my point of view across simply because, you know, they the majority of those guys, like Joe Yossi's, he's a captain. He knows. He understands. And when you start talking about, hey, we're going to, you know, I'm giving you all I can because, you know, we got to do this and we got to do that. Are you allowed to do that around to, the agent? Like, if I'm the agent, you're the GM, and you're going to the player directly, I'm not sure I'd like that. Well, if you're not a lawyer, you can do it. If you're a lawyer, you can't do it. So, like, if so, Underwood was the general manager yeah, of the he Titans, couldn't, he couldn't do that? No. But me, because I'm not a lawyer, I could. I could <laughs> what yeah. is that? I have no idea. That doesn't make any sense. No, I don't. I didn't make the rule. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. That would be like if you if you were going to be GM, you'd want to lose your law license. Like I do not want to be a lawyer anymore. Yeah, I don't I'm know. back to Floyd maybe Reese it's, Jr. Maybe not it's Floyd changed Esquire. Now. Yeah, maybe it's changed now. I don't know. But so I just wonder, and this is just me. I wonder if the long term plan is for Poyle's son to take over for Poyle, and if that is the clarity that Yossi got, because David Poyle is 69 years old. So when Roman Yossi's contract is up, he will be 78. Do we think David Poyle, at 78 years old, will be the general manager of the National Oh, Panthers? I hope not. <laughs> I, hope he's, I hope he's on his yacht fishing in the Caribbean someplace. <laughs> By the way, I don't Enjoy even know what it. hobbies David has, so I don't know if that's like a thing he either, does either. But but anything's again, got to be better than pro sports. Well, I just wonder years. because, the, you know, I, I have not heard this from anybody team-related, but I think there's a lot of people who believe that Poyle's son is going to take over for Poyle when he decides to retire. And I don't know if that's the right or wrong thing to do. I mean, I come from Louisville where nepotism has just absolutely crippled our programs. Oh, yeah. This so is, that's I, normal you know, for you. Yeah, but yeah. It, in a bad way. <laughs> um, I mean, when Bud Adams turned it over to his son-in-law, with the, turned over the Titans, it was a disaster. So, again, Brian Poyle, and we've had Brian Poyle on the show one time. I mean, I don't know what he knows about hockey, what he doesn't know about hockey. I, I don't know. But it's just the vibe I get and what you hear is that Poyle's kid's going to take over. So when that happens, is that what the moment of clarity was to sit down with Yossi and say, look, Junior's going to take over when I retire. So it, even though I'm going to give you an eight-year deal, so for nine more years, and I'm going to be 78 when that deal's over, just know that you know it's not like we're going to bring in a new general manager who doesn't want any defense or anything like that because my son's going to take over. That's just what I was wondering if that's what the sit-down with the two Poils was about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that would be important to him, but maybe it would be. Especially when you have a no-movement clause. I'm not sure why. Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> making, you might as well be I'm the general I'm making over $9 million a year, and I got a no-movement. What's something going to hurt me? Yeah, you got to bring in a new general manager. you got to sell the franchise. Yeah, and then, you know. He'll go before I will. It's like today someone asked Yossi why he wanted a no-movement clause. And you'll see, start talking about like the city and stuff. I'm thinking to myself, he wants a no movement clause because it's a bargaining chip. Because, and at the end of the day, it is a bargaining chip that allows him to dictate whatever he wants. And I, I think in his mind, he's probably saying, like we said to begin with, you know, I could have gotten ten or ten and a half or whatever out there on the market, but I wouldn't have been in Nashville. So you're saying, okay, is it half a million dollars a year between the state taxes and? 
between me knowing that I'm going to be here, knowing that I'm going to build a house and I can live in it, you know, for the next nine years, those kinds of things. Is that worth that extra little bit? And, you know, the answer probably comes back. Yeah, it sure is. Let's go to your phone. 615-737-1025. Gary is going to kick us off today on the Roman Yossi contract. Thank you for calling. Go ahead, Gary. Hey, this is Gary out of Louisville, but I live in Nashville City. Uh, let me say something. Uh, uh, Paul has really done a great job. Uh, he is building a window uh, towards a window. And to, to give up Subban, uh, who, who had so much influence on this city, uh, tells me one thing. He's looking for a cup. He's looking for a cup. That's why he got Duchesne. That's why he signed Roman Yossi. And if you look at the grinders, uh, uh, the the guys down on the third and fourth line, what they're doing, the ones he's kept, it it has really made uh, a big difference in what he is looking to build. Did it make a big difference last year? You need all those guys. Look at yeah, but did it make a big difference last year? I mean, I don't... Look, look at Grimaldi. Look at Grimaldi, uh, what he did last year. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, Gary, Gary, I hear you, and thank you for the call. And, yes, I think we can all agree that David Poyle wants to win a cup. I don't think anyone's doubting that. But I, I just don't get on the on the throne, and, and I, don't, I don't kiss the rings of David Poyle. Like, to me, that I don't... I mean, I think David Poyle is a good general manager. He's incredibly respected throughout the league, and he's done a lot of great things in this town. And he's had to deal with a lot of crap in this city from previous ownership regimes and has always kind of stayed steady. And I appreciate the fact that the guy doesn't just fire coaches left and right. But I'm not going to sit here and just look at the signing of Roman Yossi, which any general manager at any organization would have done, and say, wow, what a great job by David. Now, the first contract that he signed Yossi to, that at $4 million a year on a cap it, I would say what a great job by David. <laughs> uh, but, but the idea of – and the idea of Poyle building this window, I don't think any of us, including him, thinks he's building the window. We think the window's already there. And this goes back to Floyd's initial point. Is the window still there when the goalie leaves? And that's the one scary part, you know, and, and how, how, big is, how big a part is that? But, um, I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt, but the people that, that he's put together, I mean, you know, some he's drafted, some he's traded for, some he's brought in. You know, he's accumulated personnel through throughout the last three, four, five, whatever it is, years, and uh, and now has, I guess, all of the key elements signed to, to a contract now. Yeah, so they got them all. So, uh, well, I they mean, don't t- – I mean – like Soros and Rene are both up in two years. Yeah, but is Rene going to sign another one? I, I don't know. And I don't know what they then. I don't know what happens to Soros. Well, I mean, you know what happens. He yeah, takes yeah, over. You I just don't pay him more money. Yeah, I just don't good. don't know that we know the results of that. But uh, more of your phone six one five seven three seven one zero two five six one five seven three seven one zero two five is the phone number. Roman Yossi gets something no skater has ever gotten from the Predators, a full no-movement clause. Do we like it? Is it a good precedent for David Poyle to set? What does it mean in the future? We'll discuss that next. Jared and the GM live from Bridgestone Arena. It's ESPN 1025, the game. 
clarify, is this a full no movement clause in this contract? Yes. Something that you obviously don't give out easily. No, no. It was uh, one of those things that could basically go into ownership uh, at that, that level. It's uh, something that uh, obviously Roman wanted very badly and uh, something that we covet very much. But for Roman, I think this is a unique and a special situation for someone that's our captain and someone that's going to be here for, I think, the rest of their, their career. That was David Poyle saying, hey, we don't like doing no movement clauses, but we'll do it for Roman Yossi. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I know. It's easy to sit there and say, Roman's special, so Roman gets the no movement clause. But is it actually, can the Predators now, I mean, can the Predators now tell somebody that they want to sign that, no, we're not going to do a no movement clause? Well, not somebody they want. (laughs) Because it's going to be, you know, you gave Yossi one, I want one. And then David will say, yeah, but Yossi is really special. You mean I'm not? And then what so, happens when you say, yes, you're and not? And you say, yeah, you're not. Then he goes, okay, thank you very much. See you later. I'm going over here to Club B. They think I'm special. Either that or you'll just have to overpay people. I mean, that's the... Oh, you'll overpay, That's yeah. the one thing is that by not overpaying for Yossi, by not giving him $11 million, by not, you know, just ramping up the money... That he probably because like let's say he's easily ten and a half on the open market. Now he's ten and a half for seven. For seven, you can sign him for eight. So that is at least a consideration, and you front load the deal. But at the same time, you know that's a lot of money every single year for Roman Yossi to give up to go all, to go to about nine. So you know the way you do that is the no movement clause. You got that from Ellis without a no movement clause, and I think last year when a lot of people were saying they need to trade Ellis. Ellis was probably regretting a little bit the fact that he didn't get a no movement clause. I mean, that was his fault, though. You know, I mean, for not getting a no movement clause. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny is I'm not so bothered by it anymore because he's playing better. But yeah. I, to me, I mean, like the thing is, is on the no movement clause, it's okay if you're willing to understand that that's going to be the going right now. And I wonder if because Poyle is 69 years old, he's saying, "I screw it." You know, when, you, when you're 50 and you think you may be GM for the next 20 years, you don't want to set a precedent that you'll have to deal with for the next 20 years. But when you're GM and you're going to be, you know, GM for the next five years, it's probably a lot easier to sit there and say, eh, screw it. Give me no movement clause. Yeah, well, and you've heard me talk about this before. I think it's easy to do if it's something you've done forever or easier to do. But when it comes to that guy, whoever that guy is, and he comes in and he says, you know what, the only way I can do this deal, you know, I either need $2 million more a year or a no-trade clause. It's up to you, which you want. And the guy says, let's see, $2 million a year times eight. That's an extra $16 million or a no-trade. Here's a no-trade. Because <laughs> you know, it ain't going to cost me any money. Yeah, it's not costing me any money. But and and I understand that. I have absolutely no problem with it. But now that you've done it, I think it open you open yourself up for not everybody, but for a lot of guys. And the guys that you truly want, they're going to want that too. Especially if they give you any kind of a of a deal. You know, they'll say, hey. Uh, you know, I should be getting seven. I'll play for six and a half and a no trade. Well, you used to tell me your theory on negotiating contracts was give me two things you want 
and give me two things I want. Right. And what if Yossi, what if they were using a similar, um, what if, uh, you know, there was something like, I don't know, um, I'm thinking like Yossi wants the no trade clause when he walks in to the negotiation. Then are you kind of, I mean, the one thing you couldn't let have happen was Roman Yossi hit the open market. That's the one thing you never could let have happen. And I don't even know if David would, would have traded him if they got, because how could you have this team, which right now looks to be like a pretty good team, right? Like I think the Predators, I mean, they just went to Tampa without Deshane and Forsberg and beat the, the Lightning. So they're a pretty good team. Right. How could you get to the deadline and trade Roman Yossi? Then you're telling everybody that you can't win the cup this year by doing that. Yeah, I mean you can't. That's uh, that'd be counterproductive, and and you know c- c- for what they've done here recently. I mean, you look at Duchesne. You know, you go, after three years, you're going out and getting the guy that you've been been coveting for three years, and you finally land him. It's not going to do you any good. I mean, you're not gaining anything to turn around and let Yossi go because you know of a no trade clause. So you're saying to yourself, okay, I understand that. And and let's face it, all the good players want it. All the, if, they, if they really enjoy where they're living, if they really enjoy the city they're in, they want it, and I don't blame them. You know, it's it's something that I'd want too. But, um, you know, David had to decide which was more important, and, and he decided. And, and, you know, for all I, outsider looking in, not knowing anything about it, it's probably the right decision. Can I tell you what I think about the no movement clause? What's that? I don't care. Like, you know, maybe it's like a, like an industry thing or something where it's like, ooh, Nashville gave a no movement clause. Oh, can you believe it? And maybe it'll put you. Now, look, if it puts you into bad contracts in the future, then I got a problem with it. But you got guys. I mean, Kyle Turris right now has a no movement clause. As in the fact that you can't move him because nobody will take him. So, like, the guys that have no movement clauses that you're going to want to move, I mean, it's not the guys you want to move are the guys that aren't playing as well as they should, and nobody's going to want to take that anyway. So who cares? Like, I, I don't care. This idea of, you know, David, how, how could you? Why would you give a no movement clause? Well, you know Roman's special. Now, that's the thing that worries me is the way that, that they handled this a little bit. And I understand they wanted to show appreciation for Roman, and, but they had, like, all the employees line the hallway and start clapping for Roman when he walked into the press room, which, honestly, I appreciate because I was worried that they were going to put those people in the press room and it was going to turn into, like, a college football team hiring a head coach. So thank God it didn't turn into that because I think that that is just so amateurish. But they had everybody line up outside and they kind of clapped for Roman as he walked in, which was, a, which was a gesture that Roman said mattered to him, which is good. But the idea of, well, Ryan Johansson, you're not as special as Roman because you didn't get a no-trade clause, and we weren't willing to give you a no-movement clause. I, I don't think will be a problem with this group, but I don't know. You've well, been GM, and I haven't, so I feel like that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean they knew at some point in time somebody, they were going to break that for somebody. You know, you just didn't know who or when. Um, and but now that they've finally done it and the ice is, you know, off the water, then they'll be able to to do it whenever they think they need to do it. And and for the good players, you'll need to do it. 
The guys you don't care about, then, you know, if they say, hey, I can't do it without a no trade, it's okay. You know, too bad. I'm sorry it didn't work out. See you later. What happens when you get to that stage, though, and you really want somebody? Well, you don't say that if you really want some. If you really want somebody, you say, fine, here's a no trade. <laughs> Go with it. I think the Preds are too wishy-washy. <laughs> you know, they, they couldn't afford Tur- or they couldn't afford Deshane for forever. They weren't willing to, to give up what it would take to get Deshane. Overpaid to get players worse than Deshane. And then finally just said, screw it, and paid Deshane. Like, I, at least that's the one thing I take out of this is it's like, you know what, instead of trying to go around for do you know what, screw it, just go give them the no-trade clause. And, again, I don't care. I don't think you're going to trade Roman Yossi. You know, will $9 million be a big deal five years from now when the salaries keep escalating and the cap keeps escalating around the league? I'm going to guess no. So, long story short on that, not sure I really care. NFL trade deadline is 19 minutes away, and the Titans are dead quiet. Should they make a move? Will they make a move? We'll discuss next. Jared and the GM. Speaking of the Titans, don't miss the pregame show. That's right. Start your morning off with a kickoff from 7 to 9.30, followed by the pregame show featuring Nick Kalen for me and Chris Sanders along with with the GM. Live from the George Jones on 2nd Avenue, 9.30 to 11.30, prior to the Titans and the Panthers. The pregame show is brought to you by Wholesale Inc., powered by RumbleOn.com, Kubota Tractors, your Middleton's Kubota dealers, and Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House. Jared and the GM, CSPN 1025. Jared the GM live from Pete and Terry's Tavern, Bridgestone Arena. 15 minutes until the NFL trade deadline. Apparently the Jets are in trade talks for Jamal Adams with the Cowboys, but apparently Ian Rappaport says the Jets want more than a first-rounder for Jamal Adams, who's a box safety. I'm not sure. I feel very good about that. Akeem Talib, who's on IR, goes to the Dolphins for a, with a fifth-round pick for the uh, Rams to dump his salary so that they can, I guess, try to re-sign Jalen Ramsey. That is, um, uh, I mean, you don't see guys that are on IR traded very often. I mean, once in a decade. I mean, that just doesn't happen. Uh, the um, the Bengals are going to bench Andy Dalton. I saw that. They're going to put Ryan Finley in as their starting quarterback. I'm sure so that'll be So that's another wrinkle. That'll be the answer. That's another wrinkle. <laughs> To the trade deadline talks. I feel even better about my $100. And then this came down from Terry McCormick, TitanInsider.com, saying that Mariota is not going to get traded. Now, why is this a story? Because earlier today, the Titans worked out a pair of quarterbacks, Josh Johnson and Taylor Heineke, both of whom apparently are not practice squad eligible. They worked out both quarterbacks today, and that would lead you to believe that they are in the market for a backup quarterback which would then make you to believe that something's going to happen with their current backup quarterback. So what do we think about that story, first off, Floyd? And then secondly, 15 minutes, 13 minutes to go, do the Titans need to make a deal here at the deadline? And what kind of deal do they need? Do they need to get picks for next year? Do they need to, do they need to shore up something for this year's team? Where are we with the Titans and the trade deadline and the Mariota story? Yeah, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday. I, I think... I mean, it would be ideal if they could find somebody that could really come in and help the offensive line, but that guy's not out there. And my gut feeling is J-Rob doesn't want to spend any more draft currency. You know, he would rather go the other way. Now, the problem that the Titans have right now is is what do they have that is appealing to another team out there? 
and I don't know what that is. I don't know who that is. And so, you know, there may be, they may come in and say, yeah, you know, I'm really interested in Derrick Henry. Well, guess what? We're interested in Derrick Henry. <laughs> we want to keep him. And so, you know, that, that won't happen. But, but, you know, if there was somebody out there that they were interested in, I mean, J-Rob has never been afraid of a trade. So, you know, I, I could see him making a deal if it happened. But, but I think I'd be surprised well, if any he, of that happened. He's happens. never made an in-season trade for the Titans. Now, he's made the before-the-roster-cuts trades. He always makes about one of those a year. But he's never made an in-season trade, which is a lot like you because you never made in-season trades. With no. Now, around the league, more teams are, are making them. I mean, you get a report today that the Jets are willing to sell off everybody on the roster except for Quinnen Williams and Sam Darnold. And we know that the, the Dolphins are willing to sell off everybody. And we know that usually teams that have a bunch of compensatory picks like the Patriots will go out and add a guy right now or something that they can do. I mean, the biggest deal I can remember the Patriots making the last couple of years was Jimmy G for a second, right at the deadline to San Francisco. I mean, for the Titans, here are the guys who are UFAs. So if you were to sell, there's a lot of guys you could sell. You know, for example, you could sell Derrick Henry. You could sell Dennis Kelly. You could sell Darren, well, no, Wesley Woodyard, Jack Conklin, Logan Ryan. Those are the guys, Mariota. Those are the guys you theoretically could sell off. Those are all the unrestricted guys they have next year? Well, there's some more guys like Darren Bates and stuff like that. Yeah, but no. Like Kamala Correa, what's that going to get you? Nothing. So, Chris Milton. So, again, I don't know what you would want the Titans to do at the deadline because I don't think that they can trade any more picks. I don't think it would be worth it to trade any more picks. Anybody worth picking up right now? in my estimation, is not worth the pick it would take you to get them. Well, and, and what are you going to get out of them? You know, you've got eight games left. Well, I mean, Amari so, Cooper got dealt around this time last year, and he yeah, saved the Cowboys and, season. And maybe, maybe he can come in and make a difference for you later on. But, you know, when you're talking about, okay, you're, you think you're going to get a full year's value when you may only get four games, and four games might not make any difference. Maybe it will, but maybe, you know, you have to be sure of that. Um but, I mean, the trade deadline just is not in the NFL what it is in, in other sports. Now, it's moving that way. And it's moving that way because they, they can move it back, and that makes a difference. And, and I think you, we're finding out, you, you mentioned a few minutes ago, the compensatory picks that you were not able to trade. It was only a couple of years ago that they started allowing you to trade those. Mm-hmm. So you could get them. But you couldn't trade them. So it wasn't – well, now that you can trade those, teams like, let's say, New England that ends up with, you know, a couple of thirds and a, you know, a fourth and a fifth. Every year they've got four or five of those. Well, that's all trade currency. You know, now they can use all that. To say, hey, I'm going to go out and get so-and-so. Well, you got to give for no, I can't give you first, but I can give you, you know, three-thirds, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh. Well, okay, we'll take it, you know. So um, I, I think that has opened up a lot of the trade market, too. So what do you make of the rumors surrounding Mariota? Again, Josh Johnson and Taylor Heineke, both backup quarterbacks. Heineke with Carolina last year. Johnson, we remember, with Washington at the end of the year last year, working out for the Titans today. Why? Well, I mean, they are, I, I, I'm assuming J-Rob does it pretty much the way that we did it in New England, which is, you know, every week you're working out somebody. 
every week you've got two or three groups that come in that you work out and uh and you're you do it to keep updated on what's out there and uh and i think i would i would say that if you're messing around with any quarterback right now you're thinking about next year more than anything else you know somebody that you figure you're not going to have both these guys so you know who's who's potential i don't know i don't buy that i think they're doing that because it got to adam schefter and the titans usually don't release their drama through adam schefter well i i doubt they released it i would say an agent released released that heineke yes josh johnson worked out yes i wonder if that would be of the appearance that they were that teams around the league would see that and think whoa are they getting ready to deal mariota well we are kind of interested in mariota so let's make an offer on mariota because maybe the titans are interested in trading mariota but then terry mccormick reported that a source told him they're not interested in trading Mariota. I just can't see them trading Mariota for this. The only thing I think you can get for him is like someone taking a flyer with like a sixth or seventh round pick. But I think a sixth round pick is not as valuable as your backup quarterback right now for a four and four team that's trying to make the playoffs. So like if I were to come to you, I think there's a lot of fans that think, well, done with Mariota. So whatever you can get for him, even if it's a sixth, knock it out of the park. But you need a backup quarterback who, if the starting quarterback gets hurt, has half a clue of what they're doing. And, I, I mean, Taylor Heineke and Josh Johnson, you think those guys are better than Mariota? And I know Marcus have, sucks right now because his confidence is zero, but you really think those guys are better players than Marcus Mariota if something were to happen to Tannehill, who happens to get hurt quite regularly? And they have knowledge of the system. They know everything that's going on here. It would be nothing strange. There wouldn't be anything abnormal now, after after Tannehill's played a little bit, you know, whichever guy was in the game, it was, it'd be kind of like, oh, okay, you know, I know what the strengths of this guy are is, and I know what this other guy's strengths are, and so you know, this is that's how it changes my game. But it wouldn't be, you know, a brand new quarterback doesn't know the cadence, can't audible, you know, all of those things. So, um, I mean, he's got more value to this team right now for the rest of the year than he does to, you know, for whatever you could get him out on the market. There is a Twitter rumor surrounding Mariota that's out there. I'm not going to report on it because, uh, I, you know, it's not like an Adam Schefter. It's not a – but remember the Twitter rumors are – Ian, remember the Twitter rumors about the Taewon Taylor stuff about how it was, hey, hey the Titans are going to trade him to the Browns for like a seventh-round pick. And I was like, okay, whatever, who cares, Twitter rumor. And, of course, they traded Taewon Taylor to the Browns for a seventh-round pick. So you do hear some of this stuff. But I guess, you know, if you want to look, if you want to look at Twitter to find out what that Twitter rumor surrounding Mariota is, that's out there. Uh, I'd be a little surprised because I don't know how this could have happened. But maybe it's out there again. Who knows? I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't think there's anybody out there who would be better to be your backup quarterback than Marcus. And I know people just want picks, and they're done with Marcus and all of that, but you've got to remember, if Ryan Tannehill gets hurt, are you ready to give up on the season? Because if Mariota's not the backup quarterback and Tannehill gets hurt, that's essentially what's happening. Sure. Yeah, that's like I said. I mean, Marcus has a lot more value to you than whatever you could get for him out on the market. Whatever that pick is, sixth, seventh, doesn't matter. I mean, 
it's it's just there's not a lot of value out there, and he's got value for you, for your team. 615-737-1025, 615-737-1025 is the phone number. The trade deadline is going to come and go. Now, Diana Russini of ESPN.com tweeted out that there are trades that are coming. So as we near the deadline, it sounds like there's going to be trades coming. I don't know, Floyd. Do we think trades are coming? I have no clue. <laughs> I mean, I think that what this is, I think, is we've had a lot of a lot of people want the trade deadline to be as juicy as it is in hockey or baseball or basketball or those other sports, and it's just not. No. I mean, remember how juicy it was in hockey? We spent a month talking about the trade deadline, and then the day the Predators made two trades for two players who did nothing down the stretch last year was one of our highest listened to days ever. That's not what football is. Football, that's the draft, where you have an entire season on oh, the yeah. draft, and then you do the I mean, who gives a rat's tail about the hockey draft? The, draft, the, is, draft. the draft is much bigger in, in the NFL than 600,000 times bigger than, than the trade <laughs> than any of those other drafts. Okay, <laughs> let's take your phones, 615-737-1025. And here's the question. If the Titans do nothing, are you okay with the Titans doing nothing today at the trade deadline? Sell or buy? 615-737-1025 is the phone number. We'll get into kind of the wrap-up because the trade deadline will pass coming up next. Jared and the GM live from Pete and Terry's Tavern. It's ESPN 1025, the game.